and welcome to another edition of the Pink Sheets Pharma Regulatory Podcast. I'm Derek Gingery, a senior writer at the Pink Sheet. Today is August 19th, 2022. I'm flying solo again thanks to vacations and prior commitments, but I'll still give you the best of the insights on the FDA and pharma industry that we published this week. The FDA raised concerns about the EU's Global Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, in a blog post indicating some agency inspections already have been hindered and soon application reviews could run into problems if the issues are not addressed. The agency said some FDA bioresearch monitoring program inspections have not been able to be completed, in part because of the EU data sharing policies. In some cases, investigators have not been allowed to collect data due to privacy information, which must be protected under the GDPR. And while in-person inspections have not been restricted, Some remote inspections have not been possible because of the regulation. The FDA also is worried that GDPR-related restrictions could hinder application assessments. Because the FDA requires patient-level data to be included in the submissions, the inability to transfer the data from EU clinical trial sites could create problems. However, GDPR experts argue that the FDA, like many other stakeholders, may not fully understand the regulation. Exemptions are allowed, and techniques like pseudonymization can ensure compliance, they said. So far, problems don't seem to have emerged, but contract research organizations are planning for the prospect. U.S. officials from several economic sectors also are working on it. This will be an interesting issue to track going forward. The big event this week was President Biden citing the Inflation Reduction Act, which included provisions permitting Medicare price negotiations. However, the law lacks a clear framework for the negotiation process. The Health and Human Services Department will have to determine many critical details, meaning industry will have another opportunity to shape a policy it opposes. But it also means that substantial uncertainty about the program remains. The law sets a ceiling on the maximum fair price to be determined by HHS, but gives regulators flexibility in how to set drug prices, according to some experts. They said investors will have to consider how future administrations will use the authority because it theoretically could vary. Industry could try to influence implementation by pushing for a favorable definition of R&D costs, which is used in setting the maximum fair price. The total number of drugs whose price could be negotiated annually also could be debated. The law does not make clear whether the increase set for each year is cumulative or a hard cap. The drug industry has threatened to pursue legal challenges to block implementation, but it now appears there are multiple fronts it could engage to minimize or eliminate any any potential damage to its business interests. The ALS community will be closely watching the Institute for Clinical and Economic Reviews meeting, which is happening on the day of this recording, and its sentiment regarding Amelix's proposed treatment AMX0035. The group's most recent report on the drug reiterates the clinical data suggests The drug provides only a small benefit in ALS, although there is substantial uncertainty about the estimate. New Amelix analyses of clinical clinical trial data indicate patients on the drug showed a lower rate of tracheostomy or permanent assisted ventilation, delayed first hospitalization, and conferred a potentially longer survival benefit than initially thought. The FDA scheduled a second advisory committee meeting for early September to discuss the new analyses. ICER raised questions about how the studies will be received by the FDA and said that even if the product is approved, payers could restrict coverage initially, especially if it is expensive. The revised ISA report suggests a price between $9,100 and $30,600 annually if the treatment is approved. 
AMX 035 remains under review by the FDA and has a September 29th user fee goal. We also saw the troubled emergent biosolutions receive another FDA warning letter, raising quality problems with a second plant at the high pro as the high profile issues with its Bayview facility in Baltimore were found. Contamination problems at the Bayview plant caused the company to lose its federal COVID-19 pandemic response contract. About the same time, the FDA also was discussing quality problems with its Camden plant, which also is in Baltimore. In April 2021, the FDA found procedures to prevent microbiological contamination were not followed, lots that did not meet container closure specs were not rejected, and batch failures and out-of-specification results were not thoroughly reviewed. Another inspection in February this year found the same kinds of deviations had continued, which prompted a warning letter. Vials also were found tainted with metal particulates and another contained silicone particulates. Finally, the drug compounder Imprimis RX found itself in the FDA's crosshairs once again over promotions of its products. The company received a warning letter objecting to two ads for its compounded eyedrop Predmoxibrom that suggests the components of the product are FDA approved, make unsubstantiated superiority claims, and, and fail to include risk information. Imprimis RX told the pink sheet that the two articles in question were not created by the company and that it did not control or influence have any control or influence over their content. In addition, the company said the articles were published without its involvement and the statements included were the opinions of the authors. Imprimis RX gained attention in 2015 when it offered a compounded version of the anti-parasitic drug Daraprim after Martin Scarelli's Turing Pharmaceuticals acquired the product and drastically increased its price. Well, that's all for this week. For more, check out our website at www.thepinksheet.com. You can also find this and previous podcast episodes on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify by searching for Pharma Intelligence. And if you're so inclined, feel free to give us a review. Thanks again for listening to the Pink Sheet Pharma Regulatory Podcast. I'm Derek Ingery. Stay safe, get vaccinated, and we'll see you next time. 